Hey, what's up, guys? This is Skyler. Welcome to the podcast, Titan Force Live. Today, we're going to talk about something really important, and a lot of people struggle with it every day. It's called motivation. Now, the dictionary defines motivation as the thing or things that force you to do the thing or things you want to do. Now that's fine and all. It's a great definition. It's super broad, can be interpreted a ton of ways. But there's so much more to motivation than an ambiguous sentence in a book. Motivation has two key factors in every person. There's a biological factor and there's a mental factor. Now I apologize for the brakes. I'm um, driving. This is being filmed in the scenic Buick on the way home from work. But back to the task at hand. Motivation. Biological and mental, right? Now these things aren't evenly distributed. About half is what you'd expect, right? Half of it to be mental, half of it to be physical, you know, good to go. Well, that's not exactly the case. There was a research study done that actually determined the biological factor in motivation to only be about 30% of motivation in general. Now, what are the biological factors, right? <clears throat> because a 30% is better than a zero, if we're starting at zero. The biological factors are getting six to eight hours of sleep, eating a nutritious diet, you know, limiting stress activities, things like that. Now, the mental factor has plenty of smaller things broken into it. And remember, the mental factor is about 70% of all of motivation. So there's a lot to work with. So we can break it down into a couple key points for the mental motivation. Because let's face it, we need more than just that biological factor. You know, a 30 is still an F. Now a 70 is a C, but it's still a passing grade, right? So, think about that for a second. If your biological factors are completely busted, let's say you only get about three hours of sleep, you're super stressed all the time, and you eat junk food, whatever, you can still get a C on motivation and get farther along than you would if you only exclusively had your biological factors going for you. So what are some of these mental factors? The first thing that I'm going to talk about is negativity. See, negativity is a poison. It's a cancer of the brain. And it becomes malignant really goddamn fast. How do we combat negativity to help influence our motivation? We can change our verbiage. 
the words we use directly influence our positive and mental outlooks. Now this is similar to the law of attraction, but not exactly the same. You can simply change the verbiage in your sentences and how you think. Now the law of attraction is, you know, think good things and suddenly good things will happen to you. Motivation doesn't work like that. It's kind of a growing process. But it's a habit. So this negativity. You know, if somebody asks you, well, hey, how's your day going? Or how are you? What's up? And you're going to say something along the lines of, it's fine, it's, you know, great, whatever. I'm doing fine. Now, first off, if your day's shit and you say that, you're lying. But, you know, no one wants to hear about how crappy your day is because no one wants negativity. Key point. But if you lie, you know you're lying. So that puts you down just another step, deeper into that negativity, that cancer spreading. So we can cut that cancer out by changing the words. Don't say, I'm fine. Say something along the lines of, I'm fantastic or wonderful. My day's outstanding. Now, those words, wonderful, amazing, outstanding, awesome, unbelievable. If you look them up in the dictionary, like I said before, they're very ambiguous. They don't necessarily have a positive or a negative connotation. But, the way they're used in society implies a strong, positive note. Now think about that. You know what would be unbelievable? Two buses, two buses head-on collision with each other, and everyone dies. First off, that's negative as shit, and a little depressing. But it's unbelievable. You know what else is unbelievable? Winning a hundred bucks on a two dollar scratch off ticket. That's unbelievable. And it's also fucking amazing. Amazing is another one of those ambiguous words. But it's super, right? It's great. So when someone says, how's your day, and you say, it's going unbelievable, you didn't lie. Maybe your day is going unbelievably bad, but you said unbelievable, and it has that positive mental twist to it, and you've already cut out a little bit of that negativity. But that doesn't just apply to, you know, how's your day going, or how are you? If you're trying to quit smoking, instead of saying, I'm not a smoker, say, I'm a healthy person. Now, I'm saying, by saying that you're a healthy person, that doesn't necessarily say you're not a smoker. But, if you include the word not, you've put a negative connotation on that sentence. You've increased the negativity just a little bit, and you've set yourself up, almost, for that next cigarette or a relapse. 
changing your verbiage change your, changes your mental attitude. And a positive mental attitude is great for motivation. Okay, so what's the next step, right? There's a process called chunking in psychology. The human brain tends to do better with smaller groups of things. That's why phone numbers are three numbers, three numbers, four numbers. It's easier to remember that way. Social security numbers. Three numbers, two numbers, four numbers. Easier to remember that way. Now, how does chunking apply to motivation? Well, if you're in the moment and you need to motivate yourself just to get through it, let's say you're doing an hour of cardio, right? Don't say, I have 60 minutes of cardio left. Don't do that. Because 60 minutes is an hour. That's like a big number. But if you're just got five minutes, I just got to get through these next five minutes. And then you do that 12 times, you've chunked that 60 minutes of cardio into five minutes. And that's incredibly strong to the brain because then it makes you feel like you've accomplished a task 12 times when all you were trying to do is get through cardio once. So you just succeeded 12 times in an hour. That increases your positive mental attitude. That increases your motivation. I do this all the time when I run Tough Mudders or Spartan races or whatever. I hate running. So when I'm on mile eight of the Tough Mudder, you know, before that second wind kicks in, I'm like, I just got to get to this next mile. I just got to get to this next mile. I just got to get to the next obstacle. That's all it takes. Break it up into smaller sections. And then defeat those smaller sections. So on any given Tough Mudder, you know, that's like 11 miles and 20 obstacles. If I just have to get to the next mile, or if I just have to get to the next obstacle, I have thus, thusly succeeded around 30 times when I'm just trying to complete one race. That boosts your mental attitude. I always feel fantastic. I'm like, oh, I fucking crushed it. Even if it took me three hours. Who cares? I beat it 30 times. Even though I only did it once. Chunking builds up on each other. And it makes something large like it's 60 minutes or 12 miles or an 8 hour work day and it makes it feel smaller but it also compounds the victories and that is incredibly powerful now a lot of people say motivation doesn't last that's absolutely fair it doesn't. But you know what else doesn't last? Showering. It's why we do it every day. Interesting concept, right? Think about that for a second. 
that's another principle of increasing your motivation. Because if you're going to have a rough week and you know you're going to have a rough week, you have to motivate yourself every day. You might have to do it more than once in a day. You might have to chunk those days, or that day, into four smaller days. But then by the end of the week, you know, a five-day work week, and you've broken each day into four smaller days inside of that, you beat the one week 20 times. And you're removing your negative verbiage. You're building upon your motivation. The next step in motivation is goals. Everybody talks about goals, and everybody has something slightly different to say. Um, a lot of people say, set easy-to-accomplish goals, because that way you can beat them. Sure. But if you know what's easy to accomplish, you expect yourself to do it. So that way, when you accomplish it, a shitty little goal, you don't really feel that special about it. You should always set for yourself a larger goal. <clears throat> that doesn't mean just set a huge goal and, you know, do your best. Always do your best, but, like, your goals have to be reasonable, right? There's the, the SMART principle behind goals. Specific, reasonable, attainable, measurable, and timely. So let's say your goal is like mine. My goal is to have 40 clients as a personal trainer. That's a pretty huge number. Alright? But it's a good goal. I'm going to chunk that goal into steps. Into smaller goals. See, all of these principles kind of work with each other. And help enhance each other to make motivation that much stronger. So my first step, my first goal into 40 clients is let's get five clients. And once I get five clients, let's get five new clients. Okay, now I have 10. Let's get 10 new cl clients. Well, now I have 20. Let's go for 30. Let's go. For, then let's go for 40. Holy crap. But taking smaller goals that you can measure on a timely basis. So let's say my goal, the timeline for my goal is let's say I want 40 clients by uh, the next calendar year. So next April I want 40 clients. But that first goal, that first step inside that larger goal is to get those five first clients. So let's say I want to get five clients in a month. It's not unheard of, it's not unreasonable, it's not impossible, but let's save five clients in a month. By the end of the month, if I don't get those five clients, I can then audit my month, look at what went good, look at what I could have approved on, and then go for the next month until I get five clients. The same thing goes for weight loss. If you're trying to lose 300 pounds like my mom, she lost it phenomenally in a year, by the way. 
I, I'm actually really happy I was able to help train her with that. But, side note, or back to the topic at hand anyway. Let's say you're trying to lose 300 pounds. Your first goal should be, I want to lose 10 pounds in five weeks. That's an extremely attainable goal. It's very reasonable. Two pounds a week is an extremely healthy weight loss goal. <clears throat> so, two pounds a week for five weeks, 10 pounds down. At the end of those five weeks, if you haven't lost 10 pounds, that's when you can look at those five weeks. Well, and audit your month. Well, month and a week. And then you can say, well, I didn't go to the gym this day, and I didn't go to the gym that day. You know, my diet was really bad this week. And life just didn't cooperate this day and that day, so I, I binged, etc. Because that goal is attainable and timely, that smaller goal, if you don't accomplish it, you can look at it and take what you can learn from that and use that as your additional motivation for the next step. Now, Simon Sinek uh, once said in one of his conferences, there's two types of people in the world. There's the person who sees the top of the mountain that end goal. And then there's the person who sees all of the shit in the way. I think there's a third type of person, which is what I strive to get everyone to be. That third type of person sees that end goal, wants that end goal, but also sees all of the shit in the way. reason I want people to be like that is because there's a lot of people who see that end goal and love it and they go for it and then on like day three of climbing that mountain they're like fuck I don't want to cross that bridge that's a sheer cliff I don't want to climb it's only been three days let's turn back and then they're back at the beginning with those guys who saw all the shit in the way and said, oh yeah, you saw that sheer cliff? No fucking way, right? And then you both lose. Now there are some really highly motivated individuals who can see the top of the mountain and say, fuck it, I'm going for it, and completely crush everything in the way. That's great. But I want you to be that third type of person. Because if you see all the stuff in the way, but you still see the top of the mountain, you can then chunk your way, remove the negativity, and slowly progress. Now, I don't mean at like a snail's pace. You don't have to be the slowest... <laughs> Excuse me. The slowest possible you know, person up the mountain. But who cares? Like, if it takes you 10 years to get up the mountain, but it took that guy a week, you still got up the mountain. But what I'm saying is, 
If you see all the stuff in the way, you can prepare for it. If you see the top of the mountain and look all the way down and see all of the sheer cliffs and the shitty terrain and the rope bridge, you can reverse engineer that. Cut out the negativity. Change your verbiage. Daily motivate yourself and repeat that. What really helps for that daily motivation is somewhere where you're going to see it. I like the bathroom mirror, but I keep one on the dash of my car. Not covering anything important, but I keep it there. And have very positive daily affirmation statements on it. Or very positive statements about what you're going to do that day. Um, I can read the one off of my car right now. It says, I will have a great day at work. I will have a phenomenal day at the gym. I will read for an hour. Things like that, in a very positive tone or very affirmative tone, cut out the negativity. Don't say, I won't forget to. Say, I will. So let's recap real quick, because my ride home is almost over. Motivation has two parts. To it. <coughs> to it. The first part, biological. Get six to eight hours of sleep. Eat a well-balanced, nutritious diet. Limit stress factors that don't need to be in your life. Motivation also has a mental part. Remove the negativity and replace it with positive statements. Break things down and chunk them into easily obtainable, doable, and accomplishable sections. Set goals that are specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, and timely. And do this daily. Remember, motivation doesn't last, but neither does showering. Think about that. There's one little extra credit thing I'm going to toss in real quick as I'm parking my car. All the motivation in the world is only 95% of the grade on how you're going to do. And the grade on how you're going to do is pass or fail. If it's not 100, it might as well be zero. That last 5% is the most important 5% of your motivation. It's called execution. you can write everything down and roadmap it and make a flowchart but if you don't follow your own steps and if you don't daily affirmate your motivation and chunk what needs to be chunked and remove the negativity you're not going to get anywhere 
and it's gonna fucking suck. But, execute your motivation upon yourself every day, just like I described, and I can guarantee you, guarantee you, that it's going to be fantastic, and your life will be better. Thanks for listening. If you have any questions or comments, leave them on the Facebook page, at Crone Spartan. I generally leave a post asking for questions, comments, and concerns about the podcasts. Or the blog, which you can check out at cronespartan.blog. And I will touch base on those next time. Thanks for listening.